Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. It's it's still I know I'm dope as fuck I know you dope as fuck but it's surprising that people fuck with us because I always felt like I had to be a, a different person than who I really was. I don't think I'm surprised that people fuck with us so much as I'm surprised at the amount of people who fuck with us or yeah. like our growing popularity. I guess um, like seeing new accounts follow us on social media is very interesting because i'm like wow first of all how did you get here <laughs> second of all who said what brought you here and then made you stay <laughs> that's the other surprising that people come back yeah so i don't know i don't seek the validation of people but knowing that people fuck with it is awesome this is um I think this is a big part of why I have such a hard time when it comes to like promoting things on the business side of my life and like marketing things because I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for validation in, in my business endeavors and what I'm doing professionally for money because you're confident in your skill and i feel like i feel like a lot of what um hurts people like me is popularity contest because i'm not out here just fighting to be popular and fighting to be known and i feel like people nowadays and, and i've had this conversation before with plenty of people especially artists or who whatever creatives People nowadays are way more inclined to just go with who's popular just so that they can use that name for clout. Right. Like, oh, if I go with this certain nail tech or this certain hairstylist, I can tag them in a photo and they're going to repost me. Right. And lots of people are going to see it because they're popular versus I'm going to go and fuck with this new dope artists who may not be as well known you know what I'm saying so I I think that's why like I wasn't really pressed to like have an Instagram page or a Facebook page for my business because I'm not out here just trying to gain followers like I'm out here actually just trying to get business I don't want people to just like my shit and make me viral i don't want that i don't care about that i think it's the same thing with this because that's our approach with this also i'm not just i'm not just gonna flood your timeline with this shit just to you know get you to subscribe out of pressure like i i'm putting out the shit that i feel like 
makes us like truly look good. Like I want to, I want to put out things that we take time to produce and right. You I'm know not, what I'm saying? I think it's because we also see a lot of people who don't take the time to produce anything and they just throw shit out there, which gives other people who do inc- do creative endeavors and anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to put anything out that we, that isn't us. And, uh, I'm, I also don't try to use the clips where we're saying like, it's real shit, but I don't want it to look like what I'm trying to do a shock value thing Yeah, yeah. because it's not all about the shock value because the stuff we say that is quote unquote crazy is coming from a real ass place. It's just Mm -hmm. so honest that it's, it's shocking to people yeah. right like, no i just feel like popularity is something that can only get you so far because it's not built on anything once the next person comes along and they're just as popular you right here left in the dust back at square one so it's like i rather build something off of something that's real and know why you're here than try to just build up followers and get a certain amount of likes just based on the the amount of followers I have, not based on the content that I'm actually producing. And I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm weird like that. I also have a hard time just charging people in general. I feel guilty sometimes for putting a price on or putting certain prices on my work. I think that's the artist in you though. And it's not it's the artist in you to feel like it's a piece of you so you can't monetize that. Mm-hmm. But the business side of you has to learn how to merge that. But even like with uh you know what the most surprising thing to me is that we don't have like anytime we have guests on, usually it's people we know, and we never say what they do. We True. also don't say what we do, so I, I think that's us just trying to protect ourselves on a certain level. Yeah, totally. Especially with shit I do. Yeah, because if word gets back, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that first, that one time was bad enough. Yeah, it's that's still like that was an invasion of privacy, and for a second I didn't feel like doing this shit anymore. And I was like, "Nah, fuck that shit. This is probably what's keeping me sane." And honestly, like I said before, like who can really be upset about you talking about? your real life personal experiences exactly because i don't talk about this shit like at work like so what the fuck are you mad at like, you're mad at my um, experience yeah, i'm talking about things that happen to me and how i feel about them like you're not gonna always agree right and that's why i'm mad about that troll ass bitch and i hope he's still fucking listening fuck you nigga um he probably does hey i've come to find out a lot of people hate listen love it we hey love, we appreciate we all our it. listeners hey we listeners. love to see it we love to see it hating ass niggas <laughs> uh but yeah because he made it seem like i was just on here uh 
going against white people, which I don't feel like I do. I go against shitty ass white people. Yeah. And <laughs> I go against shitty ass black people. It's equal opportunity with us. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we were careful about what we were saying because we were emotional. But I still feel like I stand by everything we said the last couple of weeks. I mean, we didn't say nothing out of bounds. I'm not retracting anything as right. of today. <laughs> <laughs> now, tomorrow? No, <laughs> but that's like that's just what it is. Like It's just like what we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Some of this stuff is going to make our white listeners feel uncomfortable. It's not because we're going after white people or anything. It's because you're actually hearing what it's like when two black people are in a room without you. Mm-hmm. And that's a world you need to have a peek into. Now you don't get a peek into it fully because we be going wild off the mic too. I mean, and that's with anybody who puts out content, you don't right. always, you're not going to get every little thing. Right. Like I've said before, I've been finding it hard like with a lot of you. That's what it was. Okay. Was it up too high? This was oh, okay. I'm not used to recording with this. I'm probably not even gonna leave it in. But uh like I'm struggling with the everybody becoming woke. Mm. My mom is almost hotepish level right now oh no and it's like it's because she's been suppressing that inner blackness so like she's black her switch flipped yeah like she's fed up now yeah and then also the other thing is she's seeing stuff that her parents saw from her the eyes of her parents mm. and now she's seeing like her kids and her grandchildren are getting older into this world and she been watching all these documentaries and stuff. She wearing her hair in an afro now. And I, like, I was talking to her just about some random shit. Like, oh, Hamilton. Because Hamilton came on. And yeah. She loves Hamilton. She watched it like twice. And then she was like, I just love the way it is. And then uh, I was like, yeah, some people got a little upset because they didn't talk about slavery. And then that flipped some kind of switch in her her mind. And she was like, people, uh, if you're going to talk about slavery, you got to talk about it the right way. You got to talk about when they would. Whoa, lady. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) And I was like, hold up. (laughs) Wow. And I was like, you, ma, you can't just start off. Don't say this. She going all the way. And then she was like, no, they got to know the truth. They're like, all right, calm down. And then like, it was just, like, she's just going on these rants and she's like, all oh, this stuff. And I'm like, ma, I know I've, that's the part that gets on my fucking nerves. I feel like I've been like, just yelling at people my whole fucking life. And people have acted like I'm overreacting. And now they're like, nigga was telling the truth. Now these people are arriving and they're not realizing that people have already been here. Mm-hmm. So just trying to throw the knowledge. Like, I know that you're excited. You've been awoken and it's exciting. And you want to spread the message. But you got to understand that some of these people that you're trying to spread the message to have been there. They are the choir. And we're tired of being preached to <laughs> by some shit we've been trying to get y'all on. You know how long I've had to be the paranoid ass? Like, niggas treat me like I'm Dr. Umar. 
like the way that we were like, Do they? yeah, damn, that sucks. I know, and I'm not. No, like my shit's based in fact near Doctor Umar. Ooh. But niggas were acting like like, but at Buckhorn. That's because they they were definitely weren't used to that level of being confident black in pride black pride at at that time so they were like oh he's racist mm-hmm. like, shut the fuck up uncle tom ass niggas yeah nah they were you were i have been you super, were an anomaly i'm super i have been super militant for a long time i've had tons of red black and green shit yeah. <laughs> that's your black ass granddaddy's fault yeah that's my granddaddy's fault that's totally like that's that nigga so y'all have robert butler jr jr to blame for that Yes, he was not the third junior junior, but you need to know everything about <laughs> Robert Lee Butler Junior Junior. Ooh, Robert Lee. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the complexity of black life in the South. That is a Mississippi <laughs> name if I ever knew one. Robert Lee Butler. Man, even niggas had that niggas name. <laughs> That's how crazy this shit is. I know. Like that's the level of learning you gotta do. Be like, I thought everybody just had the last day bleak. Nuh uh. Yo oppressors. Hey. Maybe I am Umar. No. No. No, I'm not. It's just funny to me to see everybody wake up and it's like, yeah. But I'm not trying to be like on a you stupid niggas weren't awake. Yeah. It's just like, you have to, like, I've already gone through the process of being angry. It's more so like now you understand where I've been coming from right? this whole time. But I want people to come at it from that level, mm-hmm. not from a, they need to talk about this. They Like, people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. You've just been ignoring them. You just them. haven't, right? It hasn't <laughs> been popping up in your your daily life. Because it's not in your um, line of things that you're interested in at the moment. Right. Like, she was talking about something. How people need to talk about. It was something from history. But it's something fairly, you know, niggas talk about it on Twitter and shit. That's the other thing. If you ain't on black Twitter, you ain't you ain't seeing that shit on Facebook. Ooh, honey. Black Twitter is a different level of awareness that. These older niggas ain't used to. I used to think that Twitter or Instagram got a hold of things first, but Twitter sees everything first. Twitter beats everybody to the punch because people be sending shit to me on Instagram, and I'm like, "Fan, <laughs> <laughs> this is my news." I saw this last week on right. Twitter, my guy. <laughs> we had a whole ass conversation over there, my nigga. <laughs> Like that's the other thing. Like you can get the people that, if you follow the right people, you can have, you can see healthy dialogue about certain topics, mm-hmm. and you might not come away as agreeing with people, mm-hmm. but you can at least see black intelligentsia discussing it from a respectable level. Mm-hmm. Then you also got these hotep niggas, and we usually shut those niggas down. So either you with the hotep shit and you stay in your lane, or we shut you down facebook there's no there's no difference the hotep niggas run facebook so it's a lot of bad misinformation 
and our parents are becoming radicalized. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to tell my mom, I was like, Ma, do you know what a hotep is? And she looked at me like I cursed at her. <laughs> but did she know? <laughs> no. <laughs> she was like, like, you know, like, if I was younger, she gave me the look almost like, do I need to get my belt? Do I need to whoop this little nigga's ass? <laughs> like, excuse me? This nigga just cursing me? <laughs> I was like, my hotep is somebody like that. He's that's what I mean by a hotep. That's super enlightened nigga. That ain't read no books, not even the Bible. That's but they only can, picking up their their doctrine from another nigga. I never understood that shit. Me neither. Like to me, there has to be a certain. I think that's one of those like lost nigga things. Yeah, is 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 that like wanting somewhere to belong, wanting to have your own culture, and so it just makes it easy to ascribe to this this different level of thinking. And you've also never experienced it from an academic level, so you think people that go to colleges or universities are only learning "quote unquote" the white man's. Mm-hmm. Idea. You've never been around intelligent black men in a classroom setting to where you see there's actual scholarship in this. It's not just you reading a book and you interpret it yourself. Mm-hmm. You're discussing it, you're debating it, and you're coming to a healthy conclusion at the end of it. They don't understand the academic side of it. Yeah. So they just so used to being like, I saw this somewhere and I'm going to go run with it. And then when you, go, you uh, challenge them, they're not used to the healthy debate of challenge. They're just used to be, them being disrespected. Mm-hmm. So they act from a hurt place. Damn. I'm drunk. <laughs> but that was all real. Yeah, everybody's learning this shit and it's all mixed up out and random and I guess I got to do it. I I've been trying to not be on Facebook and shit. Mm. But I think that's doing a disservice to a lot of people cuz they hearing a lot of wacky ass shit from people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <sighs> this is very true. Do I have to do it? I just can't do it. I, I gave up on that shit during the Obama years. Arguing with all these. Here's the other thing. I'm just going to start blocking white people once they start saying stupid shit. That That is where that whole tweet about uh, letting shit go at the first sign of fuckery. Yes. That, that includes yes. your friends. Yes. Especially your white friends exhibiting racist behavior. Yeah. It's like and then you be thinking they're not Klansmen like yeah but they're Jason <laughs> they've been doing this shit for right. as long as you've known them though and they haven't changed that's what I wish I could tell younger black people that stay in mostly white groups It's they're not going to grow out of it they're going to harden in their ways <laughs> and you'll look up one day you'll be like I guess it's the same thing as when you look up in a relationship you're like what the fuck was I doing? Right. Like, who is this person? Why did I think they were going to change? 
This nigga got me fucked up. <laughs> and you just gotta let him go. And you'll get to a point to where you won't even have hate in your heart for letting people go. You just don't care anymore. Yeah. You've truly let it go. And that's when you know you've grown. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to one of our brothers who was a, a young black man who in high school was only hanging out with white people and was really trying to be like, I'm not like the rest of black people. Oh, no. And when he was younger, I used to try to be there as a mentor for him to let him know this shit will betray you. <laughs> and I've been discussing stuff with him lately because he has been super woke. He read autobiography of Malcolm X. This young man is radicalized. I um, I kind of want to watch that Who Killed Malcolm X thing on Netflix. I've, I started watching it. I'm on like episode two. Stuff like that, I gotta watch bit by bit because I'm a like I dissect the fuck out of shit like that. Like, man, I don't know about your research. Let me do my own research, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> I saw that you watched Malcolm X for the first time a couple weeks ago. Uh, I did from start to finish at least. What were your impressions? Um. Really, pretty much everything that I already knew. Malcolm X was hardcore ho tip, based on, uh, well, not based on, but it stemmed from his his jail experience, <laughs> which I mean makes sense. Um, it's very interesting. To me, I think I think the most interesting parts about watching documentaries and like biopics about people like them, Martin Luther King and like any other like activists or anything, is their like romantic relationships. Like him being a hotep was one thing, but then also watching him be a husband hotep. Whew. Child. Do not yell in my house. <laughs> I kind of made you dislike Denzel for a second, didn't Ooh. it? <laughs> Woman, don't you raise your voice in my no, house. No, 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 no. It, it didn't make me di- dislike Denzel. I really don't think anything can make me dislike Denzel at this point. He I watched Remember the Titans the other day. That shit's fucking amazing. He has done no wrong. Like Denzel, he's been out here for the people since day one. Like he doesn't do love scenes with white women just because he doesn't want to shit on black women. Like he like Denzel is it. Okay. Uh, so no, it didn't make me den- dislike Denzel, but Malcolm X. <laughs> That nigga was on like Hotep level 3000. Like, he, like, once he really. That's not even that Hotep shit. That's straight up Nation of Islam bullshit. Yeah. Which is. But yeah. Nation of Islam is where Hotepetry stems from, but it just don't be on the same level of intensity. No, I think it is. It's just wrapped in respectability politics. 
is wrapped in these niggas wear suits and, and women are well yeah, dressed and true. they cook clean all this other shit that is true deep in uh patriarchy yeah but i would like to see how you would feel about it if you read the book because the book goes more detail about their ideology hmm. and then you'd be like i could see how somebody comes to this conclusion now, eventually, Malcolm in the end turns towards mainstream Islam mm-hmm. and embraces all people and all the things, which is why I feel like it's the greatest book ever in American history, because it tells the redemption on multiple levels and then the end of that journey of redemption. Um, Because uh, the nation of Islam gave us a word that as any uh bodega boys fan would know yakubian <laughs> and yakubian is because <laughs> millions of years ago dr yakub who was a scientist came up with the right the white race <laughs> <laughs> and since then we call white people yakubians I never actually really thought about what the fuck Yakubian is. That's what it is. Dr. Jakob's uh, tribe that he created of white people that were evil. Fucking Desus and Mero. But yeah. So what else did you feel about uh, Malcolm X, the movie? Um, The movie, the movie was, was actually not bad at all. Um, Once again, I just think I just, I think movies like that or like even documentaries or things that kind of like go behind the scenes of of activists and things when it comes to um, civil rights. I feel like I feel like it's just a very interesting juxtaposition of the way that they treat and view women yeah and and the freedom that they seek for in the same breath just like in selma when you see the way coretta reacts to those tapes of martin being intimate with women and you just think about it you're just like shit like you're at home taking care of this entire family this guy who is the most famous black man in America who's a moral leader is just out here cheating on you and the FBI is sending <laughs> me tapes of you fucking white women <laughs> that shit's fucking nuts and then he dies and you have to hold up his name for the rest of their lives same Ooh. as Betty Shabazz yeah that's very true it's yeah it's weird that young man i was talking about that's also the one that asked me how many people helped on the uh jazz playlist i was like niggas need to put respect on my name (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) he was he's also he is also talking about how okay there's the autobiography of malcolm x which is at one point was the definitive book on malcolm x 
There are other books on Malcolm X that discuss Malcolm in a light that people get very mad at. Because, based on all the books I've read, there was a time period where Malcolm was a hustler. Now, to a lot of people, the idea of somebody being a hustler is something that uh, you strive for. Or that's something that's attractive because you think of them as a hustler as being a drug dealer. Mm. Hustler had a different connotation once upon a time not too long ago. (laughs) A hustler also included male prostitutes. And in the autobiography of Malcolm X, they talk about one character who used to rub talcum powder on an older white man until he got satisfied. And that's how he made some money. In other books, people ascribe that behavior also to Malcolm, where that Malcolm had relationships with other men and trans women. And the Nation of Islam and certain groups view that as a disrespect on Malcolm's name. And a lot of black people get sensitive, a lot of homophobic. Black people get sensitive when you think of the idea of Malcolm X as being a queer person. Yeah. But in hindsight, it all I mean, evidence. Is there any truth to that? I think it is, yeah. Because all the other books I've read that it seems like he had, that he was a queer man. I don't know if I'm even gonna leave this in. Like <laughs> people get mad as fuck. Yeah, no. When I was, um, I feel like that's a that's another black culture thing too. Knowing the full context of it, that's why I've always been able to be like, there may be truth to this. It wouldn't be the farthest thing in the world to think that queer people existed. <laughs> back in that time and couldn't be openly gay Mm -hmm. it's Malcolm X is a fascinating person also because Malcolm X was born into a pan-African society I was just about to say for his time like his dad was a pan-African he was a a, a follower of Marcus Garvey Mm. and they talk about more in the book but they kind of allude to it like when they show him getting killed for mm-hmm. being a civil rights leader, mm-hmm. it's because his dad was was a Pan Africanist in the thirties in Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska, yeah, of all the places. When I read the autobiography of Malcolm X when I was sixteen, it changed my life. I bet that's the kind of shit that. I don't know. You were conditioned for though. Yeah. Like, also, I had kind of gone through a little identity crisis to where it was like, I was just basing all this shit on. I was trying to like play football and shit. Then my grades sucked in geometry. Fuck Miss Vanilli, and I couldn't play. (laughs) So that whole summer, I was searching for myself, and I was doing summer school. So. Naturally, I would finish my work. Like, so I knew him. But he, he had read Autobiography of Malcolm X. Like, that was just, he was just reading it. And so I read it from him. I read, like, 60 pages the first day. 
And then like I went and bought my own copy. And I, I read it. I was like, okay. I mean, they definitely picked the right motherfucker to play Malcolm X. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Because that nigga don't even look like him. But he embodied the spirit of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. The personality. The charisma. The militantness. Like, all of it. Easily. You know how... You know how dope you gotta be to be a light skinned nigga with red hair <laughs> and they think you the realest nigga to ever walk earth. You gotta be a bad motherfucker. That was another thing. <laughs> this was a nigga with red fucking hair. Like red red. And he was light light. Like very visibly ginger red hair. Like this nigga was yellow as fuck. That's crazy. But stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. After I read that it changed me and I would let people borrow it but everybody wasn't ready I don't think it's a lot of people that are still even ready right now for that kind of like when I was talking to the young man I was I'm discussing this with and I was telling him I was like he was like I just didn't I didn't know he was like I just was trying to fit in and he was so busy and trying to not be quote-unquote ghetto or all these other racist terms that he didn't understand. And I was like, yeah, I was trying to save you from that because I was older and I knew. Mm-hmm. I had already gone through my transition mm-hmm. like that. He's like, I understand that now. I was like, yeah, hey, you got here eventually. So that's all that matters. We all have complex and fucked up relationships to blackness. And we're all unlearning it. Some of us are in a better situation because we've done it at an earlier age. But you also have to give grace to these people who are finding out because white supremacy is a motherfucker. Ooh, honey. And we are all victims of it. I'm trying to say this so I don't forget. I feel like you had, we were going to talk about one more person. Oh, sweetie. We're going to talk about sweetie. You lead. <laughs> um,. So, Sweetie is a young female rapper out of L.A. Um, she specifically reps Crenshaw, so... But I think she was raised in Sacramento. So, um, Sweetie is a rapper. And to me right now, her only two singles are literally the shit that she recently put out tap in and um my type my type is my fucking shit that was on my uh summer playlist last week (laughs) um and there's been a lot of recently i don't know what it was i guess maybe her video to tap in made people angry but people were just saying like you know Sweetie is is um 
the epitome of pretty privilege because you know she makes so-and-so music and this and the third and it's not even that good and it's always you know buying off somebody else and this and the th- and she appropriates uh, a ghetto culture yeah appropriates cultures and you know she isn't really from the hood and she doesn't really understand and her mom is a i believe filipino and chinese Mm-hmm. So she's not really black, mm-hmm. and all this other dumbass shit. So, um, behind that or underneath that same energy, people were just saying, like, you know, I can't. This is part of the reason why I can't fuck with her music because it's pretty much, you know, bland for one. You just using the fact that you or a ghetto chick from LA and you know trying to skate along with that and I can't use that so a lot of people have been you know agreeing with that but then people started saying that like um she wasn't actually producing anything of quality and that people were (laughs) (laughs) and that people were coming for her because of who she was not because of what she did type situation i think also the thing with the video where she had the super extended nails Mm -hmm. that were super super long Mm -hmm. uh that's where they were like you know that's too much she doing too much i don't know why she doing that i don't like wear shit like that and then it was uh, all of this started a couple months ago though because she did something and people are like you could she gives me suburban girl who dates hood niggas vibes and i was mm, kind of it's not completely <laughs> she definitely does but they released those pictures of her in high school sis has always been like that or the ones of her when she was um a little girl and you know what i'm saying like in the oven with her dad just doing regular shit people were basically trying to say that she didn't have enough of a basis to make the type of music that she made or appeal to the type of crowd that she appealed to and it's just like they only do that shit to fucking women Mm -hmm. the other thing is we gotta quit acting like quote unquote the hood is the epicenter of blackness and that hood niggas don't move out to the suburbs either. This is true. Because from everything I was seeing, it seems like her daddy was a real ass nigga. Mm-hmm. And he made the best of his situation and she reaped the benefits of her parents working hard, which is literally what is supposed to happen. But these dumbass niggas get on Twitter and think that they... <laughs> uh, Holier than them. Right. And they're... they're they're coming from a righteous place. Ugh. Man, shut the fuck up, nigga. Righteous. Ratchet. <laughs> Not righteous. But, yeah, I don't... So, niggas are yeah. fucking weird, bro. That's what it is. Niggas are definitely weird. We try, like... I feel like because we are oppressed, we try to plant the flag in we're going to police our culture. And because they don't have anything else to do, that's their main focus. Mm-hmm. And it comes across as... Elitist. Yeah. 
from the worst kind of way that it's like it's not based in any fact. You are all presuming this shit. You don't know anything about this young lady other than she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. And I guess you don't like her music, so that's supposed to matter. And then the other thing was they were like, well, she went to college. Why is she rapping about this Ugh. stuff? It's just like with Meg the Stallion. Stallion. I mean, she has a degree. Why is she rapping about this? That tweet was the one that got me. It was like, nigga, have you ever been to college? First of all. Because <laughs> in college, all the smart bitches be throwing ass. Second of all. <laughs> like, bro, it's future doctors out here throwing ass all the time. To- <laughs> like, think, this is what I thought about instantly. Kamala Harris went to Howard and graduated in 1989. In 88, you know the biggest song was the butt by eu you really think in black ass howard that future senator kamala harris was not throwing all the out ass. here <laughs> in a thought outfit right <laughs> doing thought behavior thoughting and bopping right like people try to tie like respectability politics to anything and then they try to move the goalposts all the time especially when it's women being oh she's a whore oh she's madonna oh she's blah 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 and it's it's all rooted in fucking bullshit very true niggas don't ever do that shit with fucking niggas with college degrees did nobody say uh david banner shouldn't be like real pimps get down on the floor i mean real hoes get down on the floor J. Cole graduated from uh, St. John's. We need to normalize. <laughs> we need to normalize um, men having uh, intelligence, I think, period, just in general. Yep. I'm going to just leave it there. Put IE and uh, emotional intelligence. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> nobody talks about Ludacris having all these. Ludacris had a song where he just went ho. We're doing ho activities with ho tendencies. Hoes aren't your friends. Hoes are your enemies. <laughs> just straight up, straight like that. My favorite one is when he said the hozone layer. The hozone layer, nigga. Niggas really hate women. Uh, he got a full ass fucking degree from Clark. Why you think he take a hoe to a hotel? A <laughs> <laughs> hoe's on layer. Oh, he went to Georgia State, my bad. Yeah, so, um, no, nah, people were just going off about Sweetie and her having pretty privilege and basically she didn't really have any real talent and she wasn't really from the ghetto and you know everything that she was doing was basically a costume and yada 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 and I'm just like I can understand saying like oh you know she hasn't really done much as far as like her catalog musically because she hasn't she's had those two singles and it's just been like okay girl like even i've been like okay sweetie like what are you doing what what is happening here are you a rapper or are you not (laughs) um but to go as far as to say that like 
she's not actually talented and she's just a pretty face just talk about her you know her childhood and what it is and what it is in and yeah she's just a pretty face and that's the only reason why she's successful that's what they do with meg and they do with the city girls they do that with everybody yeah every female rapper yeah i've noticed it more i guess because it's happening now and i'm adult brain (laughs) so like i've just seen that uh for one let's not act like jt from city girls can't spit on some hip-hop shit like say whatever you want about their content or whatever she can fucking spit yeah and that's obvious this is true that's why when she got out and she dropped that shit where she was rapping i was like okay let's go yeah. let's fucking go and meg can spit can she also twerk and look fine as fuck yes but she can wrap her fucking gas off this is also true and as a hip-hop fan we need to start doing that more where we're like no she is an elite MC, mm-hmm. and that is first and foremost it don't matter about all this other shit it helps but they clearly have a pin game I think um, I really want to know what is it that triggered them to start talking about Sweetie though was it just her like promoting her new shit coming out and people were just like oh this is or I know a lot of people had a lot to say about her tapping yeah that wasn't good I wonder I wonder wait which one was the one that came out first the one that wasn't it wasn't hitting she she looked good in it but it wasn't a good song it was the more the big production one. Oh no! But then the one where she's rapping in the house with the nails and shit, and it's a dope ass fucking song. Yeah, that's that I, I think lit. I think that's the that's what happened. Everybody was like, she she made a miss on the first one, but it was like, girl, you look good. It's okay. And then she came with the other one, and then people were like, okay, so all right, this is what i'm fucking with so yeah that must have been it so the the tap in shit is what people weren't really fucking with because everybody's just like give us some original shit like why you always gotta bite off of somebody else and like blah 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 you you can't keep doing this you scamming us at this point um because tap in was basically the what do you we had this conversation is it a sample or is it a from um too short uh, on and on oh, yeah what is what the fuck is the name it's an interpol interpolation yeah <laughs> you know it's always funny that i can't pronounce any of these words and you'd be bodying the fuck out of them and i just feel like the dumbest nigga be like okay kim can you finish my sentence for me? oh fuck <laughs> yeah um so basically yeah she used that yeah that's what it was that what's what is the i'm going on and on Mm-mm, oh blow the whistle blow the whistle yeah blow the whistle um and so when she basically did a second song with an interpolation <laughs> people were just like nah girl like you ain't doing no real shit like where's your own shit why can't you you know make a hit without using somebody else's cloud and, and which i get i completely understand um but to start just like dogging her 
That was because she's a woman. About, <laughs> yeah, just dogging her about, you know, her winning because she's pretty and telling her about her own childhood. Like, that's what I don't like about right, people. Yeah, like, like, nigga, you don't know what the fuck I went through. She didn't really do this and she doesn't, like, she isn't from this culture and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, bruh, don't, yeah. like, I don't care what you know about somebody. Don't don't get to the point where you comfortable about telling somebody else <laughs> what they did experience. Who they the fuck up. they are and how much they've experienced of a certain culture right. for it to be acceptable for them to present it in their persona. Like, don't do that. Yeah, like shut the fuck up, nigga. That's that's fucking annoying. That is not cute. <laughs> um But niggas do that shit all the fucking time. Well, Niggas do that shit about women, women all to women because the closest thing that I've ever seen, like we let Drake cook with a lot of bullshit that we know Drake is not doing. <laughs> Drake ain't drive buying on people. Hell no. Some of these terms people found out on Twitter, and like Ooh. I said before, they don't know, so they just are quick to project. Like the overuse of Twitter terms, my nigga is. Somebody introduced these niggas to cosplay, and they've been running. <laughs> ragged with this shit aesthetic <laughs> manifest <laughs> cosplay uh normalize uh the thing for me is <laughs> it's the blank for me it's all od i hate trends i really hate trends it's it's because like they take off so fast and, and they lose all value it just becomes shit immediately i ain't a lot of glizzy has been making me laugh my fucking ass off what the fuck is glizzy hot dog <laughs> so they call them glizzies and glocks what <laughs> <laughs> Who is they? (laughs) Gen Z? We need a shirt. Who is they? (laughs) Gen Z, my nigga? Apparently, it's a a Washington, D.C. thing. Or a a DMV thing. So, the whole area. Mm. But, yeah. Apparently, they call them glizzies. So, (laughs) this past 4th of July, because people were eating hot dogs... So they would have the glizzy out, and people would be like, "Oh, he's ashamed to eat the glizzy." It's it's low key based in homophobia because the idea that men shouldn't eat hot dogs because it looks like a dick. But it's so funny the way that people are doing. It. Same thing with bananas. Men used to do. Yeah, you gotta break that banana off. Oh yeah, you gotta cut it up, eat it in pieces. <laughs> I ain't eat no whole banana. It's a whole fragile ass masculinity. So fragile, you can't eat a banana, my nigga. <laughs> when, uh, you know, like on uh, 4th of July, how they have the uh, Nathan's hot dog eating contest thing. So the dude was finishing up, and they were like, uh, the glizzy gladiator. And it was like, man, it, <laughs> he just be in out here a while. <laughs> 
And then they called the uh, the women competition one. They called her Glizzy McGuire. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glizzy McGuire. So when I went to, uh, wow, I didn't celebrate Fourth of July, but mm. my parents and my sister grilled out, so I ate Fourth of July food mm. like a real nigga. Cause real shit, niggas don't celebrate holidays. We just like a theme. We just like the food. We like we want an excuse to have a party. I know eat some food. You don't take much. I didn't celebrate either, and I ate Fourth of July food because. I was inside of a barbecue restaurant. It was all around me. And them ribs was calling my motherfucking name. Yo, them ribs are dope, though. Bruh, I brought home some ribs and I smashed them niggas. <laughs> um, we could talk about how. Uh, I don't know if not celebrating 4th of July is the way to go. Yeah. I I feel like it's too soon for us to be canceling holidays. <laughs> yeah, just automatically like fuck the Fourth of July because we just did Juneteenth and that was it for us. Like I don't I don't think that's the way. I think we just have to do our celebration in a little bit of a different way. The way we've been doing it our whole fucking life. Let's not act brand new. Yeah, you know your mom and them and your grandmom and them been cooking ribs on Fourth of July. Let's not act like that ain't black culture. Yeah, like any any holiday i think that gives us an excuse to gives us an excuse to like gather and be around each other and stuff like let's still do that part but the quote-unquote patriotism and the you know what i'm saying the the flag flying we can rein that in we can kill that (laughs) at the same time though i do think it's important for us to embrace that we are americans and our ancestors did fall for this country too. Our black ancestors. Let alone we do have white ancestors too. And that's a whole different conversation. But we are definitely Americans and we can't otherize ourselves by acting like we can just cancel the shit. We need to be we need to be patriotic but in the blackest way that we can be patriotic, I think. Um which is holding our country accountable. So so flying flying the American flag like the Pan African flag that's I feel like the most way to bridge the gap. Yes. That that's the that's the best way for us to do it safely and kinda it's the it's the best Venn diagram gap. <laughs> that we can present and still be who we are because we're both right Americans and Africans like we and then also we could read uh what to a slave on 4th of July by Frederick Douglass huh yeah <laughs> very scholarly <laughs> <laughs> nice that you mentioned it (laughs) but yeah you can do things like i thought about it because like i watched hamilton and after i watched it two things really i'm sorry i spit (laughs) uh number one i am surprised that something that rich white people were bragging about for three fucking years turned out to actually be dope 
Hamilton? Yeah. Hamilton is amazing. See, I'm not a... I'm going to watch it eventually, but I'm so... I don't know why I'm this way, but I'm not a musical person. I just like when it comes when it comes to that musical theater I'm gonna like do I'm just I just don't be yeah I feel you I think I like I the reason why musicals really get to me is because in movies I I just don't I hate those like random drawn out moments and I feel like when people burst into song (laughs) you're kind of like this is fucking ridiculous just (laughs) Say it. Get along with the movie. Like, why we gotta sing about it? But that's that's I understand that though. But I like Hamilton because for one, it's rapping, mm-hmm. and then for other, like they are, uh, he's spitting like classic rap bars too. This nigga spitting. <laughs> yes, sir. This nigga spitting. Um, but like I was telling my mom because she was like. I was like, yeah, it's a lot of classic lines in it. And she doesn't listen to hip hop. So I was like telling her like different songs. I was like, so you know in that one song when he was like, I'm only 19, but my mind is older. She was like, yeah. I was like, that's Mob Deep, Shook Ones. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And then she was like, okay. And then I was like, when they had the 10 uh, Dual Commandments, that's the 10 Crack Commandments by Biggie. See, I wonder if. I would be able to pick up on certain like hip hop references. Some of them you will be able to, and then some of them are so like deep that you're like, okay, this nigga is in his back. But it was it was really good, and it's just surprising that uh, rich white people actually had <laughs> had it right. They were like, oh, this is fucking amazing. But the other thing about Hamilton is, and I didn't realize it until I watched it, but this guy tweeted he was like. Hamilton is akin to what Shakespeare did for Queen Elizabeth. It is describing an era for the uh, consumption of the monarch. Hamilton is Barack Obama's whole political ideology that we can literally put ourselves in the positions of our forefathers of this country even though we're not white men mm. and then tie it to our Americanness. Mm. So that's why I was thinking about when I like on 4th of July, I was like, do we really have to just cancel this holiday or can we look at it from the perspective of we're uh, Africans in America? And I don't know if I just want to throw away America no, I don't think we need to throw away America. We just need to real re-realize how we present American history. I think also a lot of people, too, are kind of just waiting for America to represent us more before they start representing them again. Right. Uh, which is very understandable. Um but just as far as like, as far as all the flag flying and the... I'm not here for the fake patriotism. The extra, you know what I'm saying, like, gotta have the red, white, white and blue fits and everything red, white and blue. I'm not... 
I don't I don't I don't want to buy into that anymore. I've never been one of those people though. So I guess I look at it kind of different to where we work. used to be hardcore like Huxful ass shit. I'll just every fourth <laughs> old navy fits. R- yes, red, white, and blue something. That's some suburban ass. Whether shit. it was old navy, even at, not even just on the fourth, every <laughs> every holiday, <laughs> every federal holiday. That's cute though. I don't know if I want to like just shun. Like, cause I I saw people that were still posting their red, white, and blue fits and shit. I'm like, that shit's cute. It, I mean, yeah, it it is. And I, you can have both. It's just it's a it's a weird time right now because we really want to not necessarily hate America, but we just want America to really fuck with us the way that we want to fuck with them. Like we want to be able to feel like this is the country where we belong but right now america not feeling like america is not showing us that we belong i feel like so that's also one of those things to where i've had to long uh come to terms with my patriotism mm -hmm. and i love this country because it's my home I don't mean I have to agree with everything, but I, I fucking I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Within America, I probably want to live somewhere else. Oh yeah. <laughs> but as far as the country, I mean, I, I can see myself just up and jumping countries just out the blue. And then you would still experience racism there too. This is, I mean, like it's our grandparents fought for this fucking country, even in the midst of fucking slavery. If you willing to die for Our some shit, history is here. Like that's why we can't just ignore the shit and be like, "Yo, fuck this shit." Most of our history is right the fuck here. The other thing is, I refuse to stop doing shit because Twitter niggas tell me to do it. Man, <laughs> Twitter really think they be running shit. They think they woke as fuck. Like we just talking about woke ass Twitter. You can learn shit, but then like y'all, that's why. I would like I wasn't sneak dissing you when I was like I was talking about I didn't learn the uh oh yeah the black national anthem I was I was more or less I was about to be like and I dare you niggas to act like I ain't black <laughs> yeah yeah come for me nigga I dare you I didn't feel like you were talking to me good because I was like I was just I was seeing other people just being like you ain't really black all this shit like I I want these niggas to kind of try to come for me. Mm-hmm. I got receipts, nigga. I could pull up all these paying African shit for 10 years. And like, nah, I've been with the shits, nigga. Where you been? Twit, like. Ooh. Who? 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 I just thought of something. Who the fuck read a poster? <laughs> Your pussy. Twitter pussy. It made them, made them feel like. They was that bitch. Like, who got Twitter out here? <laughs> you put red, white, and blue on everything. Who taught you <laughs> to put red, white, and blue on everything? <laughs> uh, I mean, red, black, and green on everything. Who Marcus Garvey Joe pussy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just thought about this. The ancestors are talking to me. Or alcohol. 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ancestors or the alcohol. It's, One of the days. I'm going to write that down as an episode <laughs> title <laughs> Potential. <laughs> blame I'll, it. I'll blame it on the ancestors <laughs> or the alcohol. How come that we decided our titles be like, oh yeah, nigga, that's a fucking title. <laughs> <laughs> Writing it down right now. Um Twitter niggas be trying to be slave patrols of fucking wokeness. And they be trying to seek fucking dogs on you. They be trying to alley heap your shit. Be like, look at this cool ass nigga. Let's get him. Like, man, you doing the same anti-blackness that all these motherfuckers be doing all the other times. Mm. The ancestors told me that. <laughs> it's, it's also amazing to see the correlation that uh, pe- people react to riots and looting and all the other stuff is the direct correlation to slave patrols yeah that's very true too. like if you if you watch any documentary on nat turner or denmark vc or any other slave revolt you see that all around the country white people start killing random black people because they were afraid that rome's like this this crowds of negroes were just gonna start raging in the streets that's why you got them white people in st louis with fucking uh ar-15s on their lawn talking to people that are passing their house by yeah i mean or, that's why people out here getting lynched yeah or because they think that they're making an example to get us to shut the fuck up since the beginning of time in this country the only thing that will save this country is us because we're the only we're the only people who have had our backs <laughs> We're the only ones that can bring this country to live up to the ideals of it. That's like sad, but also powerful at the same time. We were here when they said all men were created equal. But it's hard because there's so many different ways that we are disconnected and not in unison but that's why we gotta accept the plurality of blackness yes we do but we're not there yet and that's why it's because we have not like it starts with colorism and it, it trickles down into a bunch of other different the PWI versus HBCU, the you know what I'm saying, accepting city, city niggas versus county niggas, accepting trans people as black people also like it's it it there's so many complexities that we have to really buckle down on that I think is gonna take some time. But we have to be willing to check each other and be checkable. Be checkable is where it's really at. Cause we don't have no problem checking each other. Yeah, we're like hold up, good <laughs> nigga. <laughs> it's the being checkable part. Cause I, people love to try to act like Nola. You know, let me let you like the same girl who was trying to tell me about cancel culture and was trying to break it down and make it seem like it was something completely different than what I was saying that it was. When really, I'm just like, but girl, <laughs> <laughs> the gag is. <laughs> 
taking a black youngster face every fucking week. Like, <laughs> actually, hold on, ma'am. <laughs> Everything that you're saying is exactly what I'm saying, but you're trying to make yourself seem like you know more than me when really. Mm-mm. I'm, so. I'm just tired of stupid niggas. White, black, and every other color. Like, people that barely graduated high school will try to come and tell me like I posted a couple weeks ago I hope they put a a, a statue of uh, William Tecumseh Sherman mm-hmm. and everywhere in the uh, southeast William Tecumseh Sherman burned everything <laughs> from Alabama through Atlanta and through Savannah decimated south and white people act like he was a terrorist. He also was the one that came up with 40 acres and a mule. Yeah. So when I posted that, somebody we went to high school with that used to skip classes and all this, like, do you know all the things that he did? I said, yeah, but it's the exact same as having Confederate statues in the South around black people. You're letting... Statues of tyrants up anyway. Why stop here? Oh, because his victims were white? Hmm. Sounds kind of not fair. (laughs) And I was like, he kept saying stuff. And I was like, bro, you do know I I went to school for political science and history. And he's like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I understand. Like, nah, do you understand, though? (laughs) Good nigga. Like y'all every be, time you say do you understand I'll be like ready for you to be like do you understand do you understand branding <laughs> braced myself do you understand or do you overstand and if you overstand do you understand you gotta hit that inner <laughs> it hits better but yeah like man we gonna make it. I know that's what. If we all just keep pressing on. Um, speaking of us making it though, um, we gotta talk about. Um, so today was supposed to be, I guess, a black market. Yeah, I, I not saw necessarily that. black market, but. Um, <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> Another Blackout Tuesday, but in a different way. So we were supposed to only be putting our um, monetary funds towards black businesses and black brands, which is... I don't want to criticize immediately, but we Do definitely <laughs> have to organize better because... I've seen and Bo was talking about this today too on Twitter and I was just like I thought because I've seen so many people post on Twitter about this day being on the 19th of July like another ninth, like another Juneteenth but I have July seen do that, instead yeah. so I'm just like damn I thought it was on the 19th but apparently it was today that everybody was only buying from black brands Everybody was everybody's doing this new shit. And I'm just like, 
everybody's trying to get they uh get their viral moment off in the name of a good cause, but you're still trying to go viral. And I don't like that. Yeah, and and then too, I just feel like if we're if if the whole point of this is to really like make an impact and you know what I'm saying like and I tweeted this to him too. I don't know if you saw it. Like if we're really trying to pull money out of other people's pockets, we have to do this type of shit consistently. Right. Like we can't just designate one day out of one month to be like, hey, this is the day we're supporting black businesses. Like, no, nah, bro, like we need to really and that's why things like Black Parade and Beyonce creating an entire black directory of black businesses is so important because if we're really trying to shift our dollar these are the things that we need to do consistently day in and day out and not just every blue moon yeah like that, that doesn't that, that only puts a tiny dent in things if even because money on the white side of things blowing in for school they ain't got to tell you to come in from everybody <laughs> money on the black side of things is typically only coming from us there's a couple of allies we have that are supporting black businesses but as far as is it being on the same level as 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 normal shit quote unquote nope it's, it's not there and also shout out to everybody who shouted us out yeah today that was definitely dope Appreciate um, that. it's the other thing and i hate to be this guy if you're gonna shout out brands make sure they got their shit together this is also true and by shit together we mean like website website layout customer service everything yeah is is p's and q's that's a that's another thing too that we have got to get that's why like the fact that the shipping was is taking so long on our site which things most things have shipped but we've gotten some new orders it's gonna take a while y'all understand it's a pandemic going on i understand it it's out of our control but that's why uh shit like that made me nervous it was like yo we finally got all these orders and this shipment's gonna take so long i'm like i hope they don't think that we just niggas ain't got our shit together Mm. it's just it it was a surprise (laughs) if normal things were happening we would the orders would have got out in a week or less yeah because all our sample orders be here quick as fuck yeah but i know that's the complexity of it but don't just shout like we appreciate every shout out but don't just shout out your friends if they ain't got content and stuff like just to shout out people mm-hmm. shout out the ones that's doing this shit consistently and are just ready for it but yeah i was i didn't know like i've also saw one where it was supposed to go from june 20th through july July. it was like an everyday buy black thing see we have to we we gotta organize better we gotta organize better also as far as the movement we definitely gotta organize better it's like 
This is why we need like certain people. We need we need somebody running. Well, not somebody, but somebody a, a focal point in prison abolition. Mm. We need a focal point in defund police. We mm-hmm. need a focal point in black economic success. We need focal point in black education. And we all need to come together. And we need a focal point in in uh, the communications department. Who's who's gonna be handling the social medias? And we definitely need some accountable niggas running the motherfucking finances. Because you niggas will not get my. <laughs> we need somebody that's not gonna Doctor Umar this shit. Right, Doctor Umar school. Doctor Umar can't pass the collection plate around. <laughs> He's a crook. He's banned. <laughs> He can't count the money at the end of the night. Nope. Keep that nigga away. (laughs) (laughs) He do not have the keys to the safe, my nigga. But, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't participate. Really, I mean, honestly and truly, I don't, I don't really be buying a whole lot of shit other than groceries nowadays, too. Right. To be honest. Like, I've bought, um couple of things from like local black people for you know the cause the movement and such but I'm gonna cut this part out but yo yo, we can take over that fucking market too I ain't trying to brag easily but I've been looking at the designs I've done and I'm looking at some of these other niggas (laughs) easily and if we just had the means of production, we could really. These niggas doing shitty fucking work. Say less. And they putting that shit on like fruit of that's the loom because, shirts. That's because these niggas are just trying to make a quick dollar. They're just trying to, they're pandering. Basically, they're just like, oh, well, I know somebody going to buy some shit with a fist on it. Or I know somebody going to buy some shit with a pan-African flag or with the, with the colors on it. And we're trying to and build don't a brand. Actually, think about like the design and the layout and the message and the quality. That's why if I had the money and I could just do limited runs, which eventually we're gonna get to, where we just like, yo, if it's out, it's out. This is it. Get it now or don't get it at all. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's oh, man. It'd be so hard for me because I'm such a, I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to creating shit. And I have always been. I'm a perfectionist just uh, all the way around, even though I'm not a Virgo. And Virgos are known for being perfectionists. I'm a perfectionist when it comes to the shit that I really care about. I am, too. That's why I just have to let it, after a certain point, just got to get out. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, I just feel like when I see some of these other people's shit, like, there's no way that they care about what's actually going on my pet peeve is when niggas have designs right here yeah and i'm like nigga have you ever bought a shirt and i'm i also just being an art major you understand positioning yes (laughs) composition of the 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 thing that you're putting out like 
I saw somebody with a Black Lives Matter shirt that had like Black Lives Matter on it, but it had like some other shit on the side and like another thing on the side over here and something that like small work. And I'm just like, you're overcrowding this shit. Like you're doing too much. Like you're you're trying so hard to get people to fuck with the blackness <laughs> of this shirt that you ain't worried about the quality. That is, it it just looks like a yearbook signing. Like. I don't want a t-shirt that looks like a yearbook signing with the design. Like, give me the design clear and crisp. That's it. Implement your color where it needs to be implemented. Make sure that the composition fits on the shirt well and looks good on, you know, whatever size is going to wear. And that's it. Don't just throw out. It was like Black Lives Matter. Say their names. No justice, no peace. Just every piece of black propaganda that you could think of was somehow like woven into this t-shirt design into this bullshit like, <laughs> I'm I'm way too much of a perfectionist be four four figure boy I hate a nigga <laughs> if it ain't clean and simple I don't like it I don't want it that's why I like uh it's just getting real, like, on this pro-black shit. It's just getting real hard because I'm hating a lot of these niggas. <laughs> like, cut the fuck. <laughs> like, I've seen so many t-shirt designs where I've just been like, I don't even want no parts in this. No matter what the proceeds are going to. Because y'all did too much just trying to force people to buy it. I ain't come over here no more. <laughs> I ain't saying hi. I ain't saying hi. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing. I ain't doing nothing. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.